I'm not happy about the fact that it's like half past ten in the morning and we've got lights on inside. Yeah, it's pissing down. It's cold. It's wet. You know what I mean? It's but just going to get worse as well, isn't it? Yeah, I know. I know. It's the crap time of the year. Yeah. There's got to be something. There, like is, there is like a month of like complete shit, isn't there? I mean, like groggy shit. I mean, after that, it's still shit because it's cold, but you might go a bit of snow and it's a bit more, you know, you, can get, you, can, you feel a bit better about that. But when it's just miserly pissing down rain for a month solid <laughs> yeah, and it's cold and it's dark. He's like, oh, well, that's the thing, the cold. Well, that was another question. To beard or not to, to beard? Because I was thinking beard, fucking definitely. it off. But it does prove sort of useful in the cold weather. It's really useful. <coughs> I mean, I shaved my beard and my head, didn't I, last year? Yeah. And, um, and I felt like I was dying within about two minutes <laughs> of shaving it off. It was that cold. Really? Did you feel it straight away? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I might have to get rid of it. I don't know. It's only fucking hair. It'll grow back. So yeah. just whack it off. And it's bitted hair as well. Yeah. It's getting a bit long though. It's getting a kind of bit long now, that is. It's okay. Just plait it. Just plait it. <laughs> if I knew how to fucking plait. Yeah, yeah. But you do. I nearly crashed my van yesterday. Nice. How? Well, I was I was um listening the radio, I was listening to the radio, not a podcast, and status quo was on and I thought I'm not fucking having that. I can't it's it's offensive <coughs> to me. Which song is it? I don't know what it was. I don't know them, but I just know that I hate them. But I was reaching down the radio going, fucking trying to just hit a button and I looked up and and it was just fucking it was a miracle of physics. I slammed my brakes on, skidded, and th- as far as I could see, the back of the car was, I mean, I can't in see. Y- in your van. I was like, how is it? I even looked through the, the, the windscreen to see what I could see them, react. expecting them to turn around and going, oh, no. Yeah. I honestly thought, well, that's What it. did they do? Did they look up? Or? They had no idea. I wanted, to, <laughs> I wanted to say, don't move. Let me get out. Complete we're carnage. About, we're about fucking three mil away here. <laughs> I turned my parking sensor on, and uh, he went, <laughs> straight away. Oh, my. So they were completely oblivious to the carnage which was about to happen. Yeah. Which which didn't actually happen, though, in the end. But it was status quo's fault. Yeah. Fucking wankers. Shout out, Rob. Uh, everyone in the world. Everyone in the world. Got to say happy birthday to Aileen. It's Aileen's birthday today. Oh, is it? Happy yeah. birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Aileen. Happy birthday to you. Some shout-outs for um, Owen van der... I think it's Mir. Sounds like a footballer, doesn't it? He sounds like um, a Dutch right-back. <laughs> <laughs> Owen van der Meer. Okay, what about Colleen O'Sullivan? He sounds like a snooker player. <laughs> That's exactly what I said. <laughs> yeah. uh, Johnny Wright. Johnny Wright is a, a biker. He's, I thought he was a commentator. A commentator, could, could be. work, yeah. Uh, I, I'm, I'm thinking cyclist, Johnny Wright. Oh, Johnny Wright, yeah. Johnny yeah. Wright, the cyclist, mm-hmm. yeah. 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 He used to, used to like, was he, he was a very good amateur racer up in Yorkshire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He progressed didn't, didn't quite do. make the tour, of the tour de France, but, you know, he's, he's up there. Next year. I've been there since the start with him, so, you know, I've always been there. <laughs> freaking thin. Will Lamb. Will Lamb. Um... Oh, that's a tricky one, that one. I went fashion designer. Fashion designer. <laughs> um, Will Lamb. He sounds like um, he could be to me. Um, yeah, I suppose you're right. A fashion designer does sound about right for him. Well, fine, man. I, I'm going to say, um, um, I'm going to say a, um, a bar manager. Bar manager. That's that's. I'm happy with that. Just gives it two for one. Kurt Williamson. 
Kurt Williamson, he's a rock star. Kurt Williamson, rock star or porn star. Yeah. I reckon I yeah. reckon probably rock star. Kurt yeah. Williamson, yeah. He's got he's got rock star it's on it to me. Chris Hammond. Chris Hammond. Um works in Parliament. <laughs> <laughs> he works he works in uh, Parliament. <laughs> Trevor Craft. Trevor Craft. He he uh, makes uh, <laughs> he makes um wooden uh, instruments. Like uh, musical instruments. And Ada Owen. Ada Owen. Um he's a snake tamer. Snake tamer. <laughs> <laughs> he gave us a suggestion for um the dark web and like some of the crazy shit that the Japanese did in World War Two. So did Big Trevor actually. Big Trev. Yeah, the inventor. He <coughs> said he said to do that as well. Two res- two requests for that in a week. I think Carousel Sniper Victim did one on our friends the Japanese chopping people up. Nice. And gluing them back together with Pritz stick to see what <laughs> happened. I could tell you now, not much. Talking to Carousel Sniper Victim. Good versus evil, a new pod from their friend, I believe is the sound designer. Yeah, man. Um, he's only done one episode so far because it's just come out. I think it comes out every two weeks. And this one was about, it was like a historical look at the origins of light and dark. It's very well produced. Yeah. F- far, far superior to this nonsense that we <laughs> chuck out <laughs> yeah, anyway. Yeah. So if you like the snipers, you'll, you'll like, you'll like them too. Yeah, yeah. Um, what about our details? Have we got any details? Anything else we need to cover? Robotsrise at gmail.com or uk. Still don't know. It's one of those two. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Type us in on Google and you'll get Facebook, um, YouTube. I don't know. We're on YouTube. Yeah, we are actually. YouTube might be low down. Twitter, um, uh, Instagram, uh, anything else? Uh, do you reckon we need to get more social media shit? Probably, I but I, I, I will die if, yeah. if I have to deal with it. Yeah, I'm not Because my head will explode in anger. It's, t- it's horrible. I hate it. I hate it. I just can't do it. I don't hate the people on it. Obviously, and I enjoy the interaction, but but it as as a whole, I, f- I fucking I don't like it. I just can't do it. It's bullshit. But it is amazing that you can talk to someone on the other side of the world just fucking like instantly. instantly. Yeah, yeah. it's good. Including Lily, I've um your pebbles have been sent out. Lily, she's I tell you what, she's gonna have so many pebbles. It's unbelievable. Do you like this Harry Potter like uh, music box I've got? Everybody wants one of them. That's pretty cool, actually. Do you know what's good about that? Because it's a turning mechanism one, right? So obviously cause they can't see it. It's like a um, like what? a jack-in-a-box, I suppose, in a way. Did I call it a light box when I said it? I don't know, but it's know listen to the clicking. I like the night. clicking. Hang on. Can you hear the clicking? It's wicked, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Super fast, man. <laughs> Harry Potter on crack. I've never seen Harry Potter. Never have I. Oh, no, no, that's a lie. I kind of watched one, um, but I didn't really watch it. I've, I've but it's I quite mean, spooky, actually. Yeah, it's creepy music. It's just a little box, man. This is our sound production team. It's just this box. <laughs> and every once in a while, we'll talk and we'll go, and we entered into the room and... <laughs> there was I'm, ghosts everywhere. That was an advertisement on social media. Like I think it was on Instagram, and it showed that like the uh, light box. Why do I keep calling it a fucking light box? That music box. And within about twenty seconds, I'd bought it. I was like, Hannah will love that. It's cool, isn't it? I like it, even though I don't like Harry Potter. It's quite addictive, actually. Yeah, I want to put Julian and go. 
<laughs> See how quick it can go. Harry Potter in a rave in the yeah, 90s. Yeah, yeah. I'll put that down. That's quite addictive doing that. Right, Isn't it? stop it. Let's go with the episode. Yeah, let's do it. What is um, the subject today? Have you ever... Do you ever watch the film called Alive? Mm. It's an old school. It was like 93 or 94. It might be earlier than that. What is it about? It's about this episode that we're going to do. <laughs> if you is it haven't real, seen is it, it, a real thing? Know. Is it based on a true story? Yeah, 100% real. Is someone being caught? Well... Trapped or something? Or Yeah, yeah. It's, it's about Flight 571, uh, which was a Uruguayan Air Force flight travelling from... Uruguay to Santiago in Chile. Mm. I've seen Chile pronounced or heard it pronounced Chile. Chile. But it's Chile like your dinner, isn't it? Yeah. That's what I'm going for. So it went down over the mountains. There's 45 people on board, five crew members, and the flight was carrying 19 members of a rugby team, um, their friends and their family and support. It's pretty much everybody on board. Oh, I know what you're on about, which one that you're on about now. I have seen it when they're in the snow and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah mate, it was. Um, it's rough. Everybody knew each other on this. That's why it's so... I mean, I don't know if that makes it worse or, or better or what. I don't know, man, but it's dark, mate. Apart from one woman, one lady got on board the plane yeah. when somebody pulled out and she bought a ticket to go and see... I think it was a... Um, she got the flight ticket to go to a daughter's wedding, I think. All right, okay. <laughs> Bad news. So, yeah, man. The entire plane was chartered by the rugby team and like to keep the price down per head. They didn't put fuel in it. <laughs> <laughs> they got um, yeah. They just hired really crap pilots. <laughs> yeah. They just they pimped all the they seats out Stevie to their mates. <laughs> yeah. So they got all them all the mates. Anything that wasn't booked out by uh, the uh, team members, they just gave to family, friends, and right. shit like that. So kind of like makes it double dark, doesn't it? Mm. But it sounds like a laugh though, doesn't it? A chartered plane yeah, from yeah. the air force to another country for a laugh with your mates. Yeah. That's fucking wicked, yeah, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does sound good. Sounds watertight. Can't go wrong. It's a Royal Air Force plane. Uh, not Royal Air Force. Chilean Air Force. Uruguayan Air Force plane. Well, it could go wrong because it's Uruguayan. <laughs> well, it did go wrong, mate. Uh, 13th of October, hit the hillside of a glacier at an altitude of tw- about 12,000 feet. That would do it. Yeah, and in, in October as well. So uh, at nearly 12,000 feet, it's not a hospitable place for no. people. And nobody was expecting to spend any time in the mountains. As you could, I mean, they were going to play... Fucking rugby, yes, you know what I mean? had the t-shirts on. <laughs> yeah, it got rough, mate. it got real Black. rough. Imagine if you were walking by and you saw that plane, you go, and you saw all those people, why is there fucking 28 Geordies up there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. t-shirts. Sunbathing. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think 28 people out of the initial 45 that were on board survived the crash, <laughs> but they had to resort to eating their dead friends and families to like mm. survive on the side of a mountain. Only 16 people made it out alive. And they spent 72 days on the mountain with nothing. 72 days. It's almost unbelievable, mate. When you look at how harsh the environment is up there, it's, you can't 
from if it's like the what the movie is, it's, it was just nothing but snow basically. That, that's what it was. Yeah, it was there was nothing at all. It was it was like completely barren, totally like absent of vegetation. Anything, anything. yeah, yeah. And there's because obviously there was forty well initially forty five people, and it, well, you know it, the number shrank as time went by. Yeah, there's so many stories that you could include in this podcast because there's so many different people. Mm. I mean, you could go on for. <coughs> Hundreds of hours, probably. Um, so what we'll do is we'll just try and cover the notable, you know, things that happened along the, the, the way. The eating of the people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, everyone knows what that means. And some of the bits and pieces, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'll mention a few people's names that were involved, but with so many people, you can't go into <clears throat> the detail of everyone. Mm-hmm. So you've got to check it out for yourself. You probably, people already know what it is. Um, if you don't, go fucking Google it, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at the pictures as well because they're dark. Oh, I need to look at that. I haven't even looked at them. Um, yeah, we, we will. It's um shady, man. Who took pictures of it? Uh, well, that they did. Yeah, their cameras flying over. <laughs> and that they did. They did. Well, they were going on like a trip, weren't they? They had their shit it's with them. It's not the greatest holiday to be taking pictures, <laughs> is it? Oh, yeah, look, Gary's <laughs> dead. Let's eat him. <laughs> Let's take a picture of him with like a dismembered body. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so the 40 passengers on board and uh, there were teammates flying on board a uh, it was called a Fairchild FH227 twin prop plane not like a big thing you've been on one of them rickety things um, when I went to Amsterdam yeah there was like um, went to Amsterdam where'd you go there uh, um, last May did you go to red light districts and then look at all the girls there um, did you get stoned out your mind isn't it weird that's the first thing that everyone says yeah, <laughs> that's, that's just English people in it or I, me I, no, let's be honest that's what everyone goes there for really don't know that I go there to look at. I go there to look at tulips and get culture, mate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I believe you. <coughs> I go and look at all the canals. You no, know, yeah. the ca- canals. Every time I see canal sign, right, I always want to go there with, with whatever colour the background of the sign is and just scrub out the sea. <laughs> <laughs> I always do. Always do. It's like there's the, the Coventry one. This is Coventry Canal. It's on the motorway, and I just want to get there in the middle of the night one day, which I might do. And just colouring the sea. Just says Coventry anal. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Well, why not, man? I just, every time I see canal, I just think, scrub that out. Get anal. Just just on purpose, scrub them all out. So there were two pilots flying the plane. And I'm going to fuck up everybody's name. Gary. Well, we're calling Gary. Yeah. It was Colonel Julio Cesar Faradas, I believe. There's some people <laughs> screaming at me. You fucking idiot. You can't get his name right. His name's Dave. Yeah, just call him Dave. I don't know, I can't, but look, man, I don't know. Dave the pilot, that goes. Yeah. Have but we got the names of those other people? We could make a whole rugby team out of them. <laughs> yeah, we some could. Of them, some of them might be unfortunate to be dead. <laughs> be eaten by the other one, but you know. <laughs> he was an Air Force pilot. He'd flown the Andes 29 times, this geezer had. So he, he knows his shit in regards to that particular route. And he had something like 5,000 hours of, of flying time, which sounds like a lot initially. 5,000 hours. But when I started looking into it, it's not actually that. No. Like pilots these days are capped at a thousand hours a year, so it's only like sort of five, five years. Mm-hmm. But I'm guessing back then, you could fly five thousand hours in one day if you wanted to. Well, if you think about it, if you go to um, <coughs> if you go to like um, uh, uh, New York or whatever, right, from over here, or even Australia to fucking America, I know it's different because obviously you can go the other way around. It's not one way. It's flat, um, mate. You've got to go in big circles. Yeah, yeah, that's true. You can't go. You can't. Yeah, you've got. If you're in Australia, you've got to go. You've got to go left. Well, Australia doesn't exist. <laughs> you've come to flat Earth, mate. <laughs> but um, 
it's that's like 600 odd miles straight off the bat you know what i mean and the rest you know what i mean so just oh, yeah. to get there so yeah it's mega yeah. mate he had a co-pilot as well called he was um lieutenant colonel dante hector Lagrara. again fucked up them names he's less experienced and kind of like gets the blame in this a yeah, yeah. Bit. so they took off from carrasco international airport it's a lot more than 600 miles by the way but you know what i mean yeah i thought that when you said it but you're only taking a piss yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it, they intended flying straight to santiago in one go yeah, yeah. which is about 320 miles yeah but a storm came in over the andes like the, apparently because it's so close to the coast yeah. a lot of the moisture <clears> coming out in the air um, from over the ocean, it hits the mountain ranges and it causes fucking crazy weather. Um, so it was too risky for them to fly directly over the mountain. So that what they did is that to stay overnight in Mendoza in Argentina. I thought you were going to say that. So they decided to dry, fly through the mountains <laughs> instead. It's, it's less dangerous. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> so they stayed overnight. The next day, there was the weather was still a bit gash, but they thought, fuck it, we'll have a crack anyway. Let's just go for it. So they took off about 20 past two on Friday the 13th. Nice. Da, 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 da. And they there was a, a faster 120-mile route that took them like straight over the top. But um, it took them to a height of around 26,000 feet over the mountains. And because the plane was at maximum wake past it, because it was full of people and fuel and luggage, and the ceiling of the aircraft was only 28,000 feet. So it's two thousand foot above the the mountain tops. Yeah. So I thought it's safer to to travel this three hundred and twenty mile route. And it was kind of like a U shape, round down the bottom of the mountains and then back up. So instead of going over, they went down and round it. You know what I mean? Right. A uh, bit about the plane: two propeller engines. Uh, it was so underpowered that pilots who flew it called it the lead sledge, and it wasn't very like really sluggish, not agile. Um, straight away. <laughs> If I was the pilot and they said you're getting on the lead, whatever it's called, I'd be like, I ain't not doing that. <laughs> yeah. Over the if what? I can't remember. Lead the sledge. Yeah, the, over the Andes. Yeah. Are you having a laugh? <laughs> you know what I mean? Basically, you're saying it's going to fall out the sky all the time and you want me to do it over the Andes. You well, can mate, kiss my ring piece. You say that it's fell out the sky all the time. There was a total of 78 made, these fair Fairchild uh, 227s. 78 in total, and 23 of them crashed, right? Okay. Which 400 people died on over in these crashes, considering they only have a capacity of, you know, 45. And that's nearly a third, isn't it? It's ridiculous. Imagine if a Boeing jet, they said one in three of these fuckers is going to crash on your way to Spain. You'd be like, nope. Yeah, well, that's, that's terrible, that is. Yeah, man. Shocking uh, ratio. <laughs> and to compound the problems, our inexperienced co-pilot, Colonel Loire, he was flying the plane. Shouldn't be a problem. I mean, he's, he knows what he's doing. And he was apparently being trained or under the watchful eye of the pilot. Well, apparently. I don't know. I mean, he must. I don't know whether the geezer was having a sleep or something. I don't Probably they always do, don't they? Or pissed up like that Japanese yes, pilot that tried to <laughs> get on the plane. I guarantee if you kicked open the door at any bay um, on a, a, a flight from like, <laughs> you know, a four hours flight, one of them will be asleep or pissed. Hopefully. Or both of them will be asleep or what pissed. <laughs> or all of them, everyone there just <laughs> out cold. It happens, man. It happens. I know. I've seen, um, like, when like people have got like smuggled like cameras in and shit like that, or people like, undercover, whatever. They need an autopilot, like airplane. You know, <laughs> the one which blows up. Because <laughs> <laughs> that probably does more work than than the actual pilots. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. You yeah, go inflate them on <laughs> the. Uh, <laughs> 
so they were flying at um, 18,000 feet and yeah. the weather was, wasn't very good. And they were beginning their sort of route around. And they were flying blind, which sounds bad, flying blind, but it, it's not if you know what you're doing. And it, basically that means you've got zero visibility for mm. reference. So instead what you've got to do is you've got to look at your instruments, like your compass for your head in, you've got to correlate that to your map. You've got to use airspeed indicators, altitude, just your navigational instruments basically. Um, like making sure your wings are level to the horizon and that. So this is pretty fucking dangerous over a mountain range. Even though we're 18,000 feet, there's still mountains higher than them. I think the tallest in the in the Andes was 22,000 feet. So they were below that. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think I think the first thing I do when I take off and go, we're going 18,000 feet, I'd be like, well, you know, the, the uh, tallest one's 22,000. So <laughs> I suggest we go at least 30,000. I know it sounds a bit crazy, but I'd rather be that high and glide down if something goes wrong <laughs> but the plane than couldn't hit go. the wall. <laughs> that's the thing, but the plane couldn't go that high. Yeah. That was the problem. Oh, yeah, because it was the lead sledge, yeah. So Maybe anyway, that's what they should have done, just put, flew it to the top of the mountain and sledged it down. They did. <laughs> so the co-pilot was using the radio navigation systems that told him his distance to the <coughs> next radio beacon, which was at a place called Curico. And it told him that he was 11 minutes or 70 kilometers away. Um, and Curico is not in the mountain range. that's past it. So for some reason, most likely disorientation or misunderstanding or just, you know, inexperience, he misjudged totally where he was. He thought he was actually much closer to Santiago than he was. So he radioed ahead, and after only after three minutes, considering it was meant to take 11 minutes, he said to traffic control, we've passed Curico, we're now heading north to Santiago. Now, so this is way too fast. Yeah, it should yeah. have taken them 11 minutes, you know what I mean? They, sh- they can't cover that distance. Yeah. So he was in entirely the wrong place. Yeah, he, he fucked up, basically, yeah. Yeah, he was... In, when he... He was miles ahead, miles behind where he thought he was. Mm-hmm. So he was scooting around the bottom of the Andes range in like a U shape, and he was basically almost in the middle of it. Mm. And if he turned, he'd end up going flying into it. Anyway, air traffic control gave him permission. They said, "Look, mate, begin your descent. Come down to about eleven and a half thousand feet and start your approach." So they did. Uh, except they were nowhere near where they they thought yeah, they yeah. were, and they turned north and they started heading up a valley into the mount to the mountain range into the middle of the Andes. So they, when they were descending, there was crazy turbulence because of these. The, it yeah, gets yeah, crazy. Of yeah, course, yeah, because you got it's like a tunnel, wasn't it? Yeah, and it, th- apparently the plane was dropping up to two hundred foot. They reckon it was just falling out the fucking sky, and people were joking at first, and then started to get a little bit more serious, you know what I mean, as shit's getting thrown around. Yeah, yeah. They even heard the pilots shouting, more power, more power. And when they looked out the windows and could see the mountains, like, right right fucking next to them, which is not fucking good, is it? No. So it's starting to shake, the plane is. Um, and, you know, they everyone knew that they were going down, for some reason, Yeah. over a mountain. And the aircraft pitched up obviously trying to get as much altitude as it can, and went up and up and up, went into nearly vertical position, and then just went like that. It just stalled, just ran out of forward momentum, and just went, stalled, and then started plummeting to the ground. On its way down, the pilot managed to pull the nose up. Right. To keep, sort of, got it back almost level. Yeah. And then they would realise that we, we're going down. There's no fucking Fox, way about yeah. this. He saw like a low point in between, two, like a ridge in between two mountains. Went there. That's the only we've got. That's the lowest point. So he pulled up, tried to aim for that, and obviously hit it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which isn't good. Uh, smashed the um, the the right wing off and the tail section completely snapped off the plane. That sucked out three rows of seats as well as three passengers. 
the navigator and one of the stewardess just wiped out in a millisecond. Gone, yeah. So it was normal, and then all of a sudden, see ya! When it wasn't normal. Yeah. They knew, they knew shit was hitting the fan, but they didn't know how bad it was going to be. Well, they probably thought it was going to be worse, to be honest, but, yeah. but still, fucking hell. But the left ring also got ripped off, and that came back, sort of folded back on itself, um, and broke the hull open, sucking out Daniel Shaw and a guy called Carlos Valletta, and they reckon Valletta survived. They, they saw him like after the crash w- trying to walk down the mountain and he just sort of fell into the snow and never got up. <laughs> Fucking awful, isn't it? Now, the propeller on the left-hand side, which is obviously spinning like a motherfucker because it got ripped off. Penetra- Did no one try and go down after? It's, it's too, mate, it's too hardcore. It? Oh, not okay. Yeah. The propeller came just went, in. Oh, no, he's, fuck it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we well, think he's dead anyway. But anyway. <laughs> so it span because yeah. it was coming off and came into the, into, the, into the side of the aircraft and just minced people. You know what I mean, mm. man? And then, like, totally fucked. It just spiralled out of control, hit the floor, proper, proper fucking hardcore. But it, I suppose because it's on a slight gradient and they're going down, it's better than landing yeah, yeah, on yeah. a flat. Yeah, yeah. I think if they were landing on a flat... It would have probably rinsed them all, yeah. Yeah, they would have been on fire and stuff and all sorts of <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And they so they slid down the side of a mountain for 2,300, almost a mile they slid for inside yeah. this wreckage. Uh, and then they hit a nose first, hit a snowdrift at 220 mile an hour, they reckon, approximately, which killed the pilot immediately, uh, yeah. the yeah. guy that apparently knew what he was doing. So the, the impact from that, that crash sent the um, instrument board through and it blasted the pilot half out the fucking window. <laughs> so this is proper fucked up. The co-pilot was badly crushed. He was alive, though. He survived the crash and he, they, he was r- completely wrapped in. They couldn't get him out. Yeah, so he was d- going to die anyway, yeah. Yeah, well, he actually asked the survivors to hand him his handgun. He said, can you just give me my fucking gun? Screaming in agony. Fair play. Well, you just knew, didn't you? I mean, if you're fucking... If you're sitting there impaled and your gut's hanging out and you're in the middle of the mountain range, Yeah, yeah. Shoot me, yeah. G- give me the gun. Do you know what I mean? Did they give him the gun? Nah. Bastards. Nah, they get a bit sadist in this. They're like, nah, fuck it, mate. Yeah, we want to watch you die painfully. <laughs> but he screamed. I'm masturbating over him. <laughs> <laughs> Very planned it all along. Got all right, Stephanie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it's like um, I'm trying to think of a, a, um, a different way of play of words. It's like a bukkake, but with a sign who's dying. <laughs> oh my god, like a snuff movie. Snuff movie, <laughs> yeah. He was trying to tell him that we'd, they'd pass Curico. He was saying, "Look, we've got this. Is where we were." We went I down. Don't, we're way past that, mate, now. We're <laughs> fucking in the snow somewhere. Yeah. We're up Shit Creek, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's where past we are. Curico, and we're in Shit Creek at the minute. <laughs> now, and you don't have a paddle. We don't have one because we're on a plane. So what have we got? But the thing is, this that is Except a for a dead pilot and a co-pilot with his guts hanging out asking for a gun. Yeah, and he's told us <laughs> the ro- yeah, yeah. we're in the wrong place. Yeah, yeah. Because he told them that. They thought they were somewhere else entirely. Right. Because he, he obviously ditched the plane in the fucking... Yeah, he yeah. didn't know where he was. Yeah, he he wouldn't have done it otherwise. Yeah, yeah. They thought he, was, he thought he was the new Curico, or it's called. Yeah, mm. so. so the wreckage, when it impacted the ground, it was like the most extreme bobsleigh ever because it skated the whole way down the side of a Could glacier. there be a world record there? It, yeah, I think it probably is. But the biggest, uh, fastest probably, and the most on board bobsleigh. We need to get Norris McGuirter on this, don't we? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so uh, it hit the the snowdrift with such force that the even the seats that were bolted down inside were ripped out and, and flung forwards. I mean, that shouldn't have happened, surely. You know what I mean? It's a fucking aeroplane crash. He's meant to like be able to withstand a bit more than two hundred and twenty mile an hour. Yeah, but if 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 
like two thirds of them didn't survive these planes. It sounds like it was made by Paddy <laughs> O'Connell or something. You know what I mean? Some some Irish fellow who's got some <laughs> tap metal tap metal yard and he's just bashed the plane together and going, Yeah, this will fly. Uh, so out of the forty five people on board, thirty three survived the initial crash. Um, but many were like, as you could imagine, really badly. Mega, mega bashed up, including a fella called Nando Parado. He was proper beat up. Unfortunately for our man Parado, he invited his mom and his sister. Fortunately or unfortunately? Unfortunately. <laughs> I thought he said fortunately. I was like, that doesn't sound very fortunate to yeah, me. Fortunately, yeah. So he he took them along with him. He said, do you want to come along? It'll be a laugh. Mm. And like yeah, that's what when he's sitting there with like his legs snapped and his arms like this is fucking hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> this is exactly what I wanted. <laughs> yeah. So his mum was dead outright, unfortunately, um, twisted up in in the metal seat frames. Apparently, there was nothing. I don't even think they could get her out. No, there's no mangled. point even trying, is there? Do you know what I mean? You got you've got to save energy to to Yourself survive whatever the shit you're about to come into. And his sister, she was only seventeen. She was alive, but she was she was mashed up bad as well. Um, Nando fractured his skull and was in a coma for, I think it was like two or three days. Fragments of his skull were touching his brain. It was like a proper impact. He was thrown from the back of the plane to the front of the plane when it hit the snowdrift and came to a, to a stop. So, te- so technically it was two world records broken. <laughs> it's where the Guinness Book of Records people need to come in on a helicopter, give, their, give it the first certificate for everyone, right? For the, long, the biggest and longest um, and fastest bobsleigh ever recorded. <laughs> and the second one probably for the longest long jump ever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And in the quickest time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He went from zero to 220 mile an hour instantly. And, he, went, that, and he probably went, what, four, 40 metres, yeah. 30 metres maybe? It's a world record. And then the, the quickest slowing down ever when he yeah. went douche into the back of the thing. Yeah. He was unrecognisable to his friends. They didn't know who he was. They are like, I think that's... Is that is that Nando? I think it is. He's wearing his clothes. Hey, Nando. <laughs> Nando Italiano. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. They, they thought he was going to die. Yeah. Because he was so fucked up. They put him in the snow outside. That's what you do. Well, they had to make room. That's a prioritise. That's to make room for people that were either... were had more chance of living or who were definitely So alive. he was in a coma in yeah. the snow yeah. for three days? Yeah. And he survived? Yeah. Fucking, this man's fucking an animal? Yeah, I know. It's proper, isn't you it? Could, you probably could sit there by the sound of him and hit him in the face with a shovel, right, constantly for three days, and he'll just wake up, wake up and go, ah, oh, fucking hell, can Mate. you stop that now? And he's the fella that got them out of this as well. Really? Yeah. Fucking hell. Do you know what I mean? Well, people had compound fractures. They had like limbs were like, snapped, bones were poking. So like out. the Terminator. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, he must be like the fucking Terminator. I did think that when they when that would be the first thing I'd say to him if he woke up. Did they know he was dead? Did or, or no, did they, they, they thought he was. They thought he was dead. Uh, uh, so they thought he was. They knew he was alive, but, but he was so close. They thought, yeah, that he's it was no fu- point because I mean, he's brain. no response, no nothing. Yeah. Skull was mashed. They were like. This guy is not moving. He's, he's, he's barely breathing. Terminator. You've got, you've got people here that are are alive. We've got broken legs. I'm, and I'm sorry, they're going to take preference over you. Not that you can't be saved. It's just that we can't save you. There were yeah, a yeah. couple we, of well, past- we don't have anything to to fix you and get you out of this coma. Well, you've just cu- got to kind of naturally come out of it if you do. Well, the cu- so a couple, couple of people on, on board were medical students, so there were some sort of first aid going down but they had to just say look man you're fucked the Terminator I know yeah solid innit mate people were like impaled three days in the snow in a coma (laughs) basically your body's on death's door hence why you're in a coma it's gone right I can't your brain goes I can't fathom what's just happened I'm in severe pain coma yeah basically and might survive 
But you got that right, and then you know, normal came with people fucking in their beds and being looked after, and like drip, drip fed food and whatnot, <laughs> right? And he's been given nothing, and he's been chucked out in the snow. Yeah. And he's woke up and gone, fuck this, I'm sorting this out. Yeah, let's get going, let's move. Dave, come on, let's drag this plane. Mate, you, yeah. you've just been asleep for three days. <laughs> Dave. <laughs> Dave, oh no, Dave was the pilot, wasn't he? Dave, he's long gone, so. There was, a, there was a Daniel on board. Daniel Dave sure. was the pilot, I said. Dave, well, yeah. At Dave. the beginning, so Dave, Dave, he's long gone. <laughs> yeah, he's dead. Yeah. So uh, one guy even pulled, he had shrapnel through, like, into his stomach. He was stabbed and he was just like, well... I can't. I've yeah. got to just pull it out. Pulled it out, and I think when he did that, it just it bled him to death. No, it didn't bleed him to death. It pulled guts out as well, like intestines. So he just poked them back in. Yeah, and fucking go on with it. Just there's no choice, mate. You know the what I mean? The big question is, did they make it to their game? They, they're not only did they make it to the game, they won. <laughs> yeah, so it completely. It doesn't surprise me. You just need that Terminator in there. It's one man army. There was a dude who had his head that was so badly injured. He was completely. I mean, his brain was visible as well, and he was talking. Said he couldn't see. I think that was probably because of his brain was fucking exposed. <laughs> Are they all Terminators? Yeah, you pe- it seems like people can survive a hell of a lot. You know what I mean? Lads were covered in jet fuel in the fu- in the freezing cold. Imagine that freezing fucking cold, covered in minging jet. I find that I'd rather a brain injury than poor. I can't stand shit like that on me. Any fucking liquid like that, fuck it. Hardcore these lads. <laughs> I know, yeah. Well, they thought the thing was going to blow up as well. When it, because it, they smelled like fucking fire everywhere. Oh, is that why they're putting outside by it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's gonna blow up in a minute. It'll get warm. Keep them cosy. And, and a lot of this, though, it's not like they survived the crash because it, like the the people that got out, because it was a gentle crash. It wasn't. It was fucking traumatic as fuck, man. Obviously, out. it wasn't the the happiest day of their life. Yeah, it's not like they got off. That was a gentle crash, and you just happened to be able to survive these amount of days in the mountains. No, the crash was bad, bad. I'll put pictures up, and like when I put the pictures up, look at them closely. Um, for reasons that will become apparent in a bit. So everyone's obviously like, what the fuck just happened? They're all shocked up. And to make matters worse, within 45 minutes of impacting the ground, it got it got dark, and nice. the temperatures then dropped to minus 30 Celsius, that is, which is minus 22 Fahrenheit. You know what I mean? It's not good, is it? It's a world of shit. And they were so remote, the area that they were in is surrounded by unnamed mountains, like 14, 15, 16, yeah, yeah. that. No one even bothered naming any, anything. No shit mountains. Yeah, yeah. So they were at 12,000 feet. That's where the plane came to rest, or the wreckage of it. And obviously, at that altitude, you've got low oxygen, which is causing major problems because they're not, they can't move as much. Not only the ones that got broken legs as well. And the ones in comas <laughs> can't breathe, but they come out and... <laughs> I know, yeah. If you want to survive a coma, Your geezer, geezer's got no no crown on his head or whatever. It's gone. <laughs> He's walking around talking with his brain. It looks like some sort of mental sort of doctor's experiment. Yeah. He's going to fucking chop a bit of your brain out, eat a bit of that, see how re- you react. And the lads are walking around, mate, in tracksuit and trainers. Scousers. Sorry, I thought they were Geordies. And Scotland, they've been sunbathing up there. Yeah, yeah. Fucking boiling, man. Yeah. <laughs> so they were huddling together inside what remained of the of the uh, aircraft to try and keep warm. But yeah, they had yeah. to make, like, you know what I mean? The wreckage saved them. Um, it, but well, it yeah, because it sheltered them, I suppose, isn't it? From wind and cold. Well, Everything. they still were getting cold, obviously. Oh, but, yeah, they were, yeah, yeah. It was only two and a half metres by three metres. And at, at the start, there was nearly 30 of them in there. You know what I mean? But we'll, uh, we'll thin that number out shortly. Yeah. <laughs> so the crash, it caused the plane to snap in half. Yeah. As we know, and there was a giant, big old hole at the back of the um, the hole, 
So what that they did is they built me. they built a wall with um, suitcases to just try and keep fucking howling wind and freezing cold out. And on the first night, five people died, including the co-pilot who initially survived and wanted his gum. All the bodies were put outside in the ice and snow. They did that to make room. Yeah, Obviously, yeah. I mean, you're not going to want to... If you're going to spend any you know, prolonged period of time that in the wreckage. That ain't going to freak Terminator out when he wakes up and there's <laughs> loads of dead bodies around know, him. Yeah. So you mean, what the fuck's happened? Yeah. He's not going to probably remember the crash straight away. So he's just going to wake up and go, like, like like he's been on the piss for about five days, and like wake up in like someone's fucking back garden going, oh my God, what, oh my <laughs> fucking God. I'm freezing my bollocks off and there's like 18 dead people lying Sorry, around me. my corpses. <laughs> <laughs> they've got fucking guts coming out and everything. What's happened? Yeah. So other than the cold and the injuries, the next thing they had to worry about was water. Because I know they're in the snow, <clears throat> but it's fucking, it's freezing. Yeah, yeah. It's freezing cold. You can't melt it. And like eating it is probably not advisable. It's not a good idea. So what they did is uh, <clears throat> they made a, a solar collector. So it's just like a sort of a darker piece of metal. Uh, that absorbs the sunlight, and they put snow on that, and then when it would melt the melt the uh, the snow, and it would drip into bottles of empty bottles of wine. There, there was quite a bit of booze kicking about on this plane, by the sounds of it. Yeah, sounds alright. So they were able em- to get empty bottles of wine. Yeah, yeah literally drank that fucking. Done that first night. Fuck this. <laughs> well, it would you would. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. First fucking night. But like, you know when you come in, you know when you come in from a bad day's work or whatever, <laughs> right? Or and you go, oh, I just need a drink, and you you go straight, <laughs> eighteen bottles of wine straight away. <laughs> so it comes down, the plane comes down, explodes. There's bodies everywhere. You come wandering out the back, scratching your head, rubbing your black eye, going, "Where's the bar? <laughs> Fuck me, this is bad. Where's the where's the bar? <laughs> this is what they should be playing for the Terminator. When just a, just before you woke up, just going when it's snowing. <laughs> And all the bodies around him, just to freak him out a bit more. Imagine you're opening your eyes and hearing that. <laughs> and you're waking up, you're waking up, you're freezing cold, you ain't got a clue what's happened, right? And then you look to your left, and there's 16 bodies to you. And it's snowing hard, and you're freezing, you're going, oh my god, what the fuck's happening? And then you look to your right, and the co-pilot's there with his eyes wide open, his mouth open as well, with his guts hanging out. <laughs> And you, and then you realise that half your body's been put inside his stomach to keep you warm. Mate, I don't know if that would make it any more creepier, but it was pretty fucking bad, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. This summer so bright as well. They had to make sun- they were quite resourceful, as we said. They made sunglasses out of the um, like the windscreen over the uh, pilot's um, windshields. So yeah, fucking because apparently, like I don't know, but they got some. Clever people then, really on board, because I know they had to do it, but like they obviously switched. I suppose you would do in that situation if you survived. You go fuck me, look at my arm, it's fine. My other arm's fine, my leg's fine. Gary's dead, Dave's yeah, dead, yeah, whatnot. That's, that's it. Who's alive? Who's not? Bug them off, like you're saying. Um, now, <laughs> what the things we need? We need wine, <laughs> right? Because we've got shitloads of that, so we drink that first. <laughs> then we'll get water because we need the empty wine bottles, but we can't waste the liquid, oh, so yeah, we've got yeah. to drink that first. Yeah. Anyway, then after that. You go, you go, right, we've got to collect water, haven't you? you yeah. got to? Well, that's the thing, man. You, they'd be like, should we use this alcohol to sterilise wounds? You'd be like, no, 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 not yet. No, we don't fucking, no. We've got our own mental wounds <laughs> to sort out first. <laughs> so they um, they also took, like, seat filling out, like the foam and shit, and stuffed that into their clothes. They made snowshoes out of seats, because um, the snow was 100 foot deep in places. Nice. So, you know, they're in a fuck. they could hardly walk. They used rugby balls to pick, like, cutting off to piss in. Because if you went outside and piss, you, you, you would freeze. You know what I mean? It's just, we're talking, they built, like, to free up space, they also strung hammocks, like, makeshift hammocks for the lads with broken legs and shit to get them off the floor. It sort of adds another layer to the 
to their living environment, I yeah, suppose. Yeah. You know what I mean? Gives them a little bit more room, I suppose. Yeah. Isn't it? I mean, it's two and a half meters by three meters. It's not a lot yeah, of yeah. room. They had to ration food, which obviously makes sense, but that became a problem because it was such a short flight. No meals were provided on board; just snacks. It was completely. It was almost empty, oh, totally. Don't tell me they're all allergic to nuts. They had um, in total. The, what they were able to find was eight bars of chocolate, a tin of mussels. Fucking mussels. One tin of mussels. What? What? Um, what? That's that? a snack <laughs> on a plane. <laughs> yeah. Have yeah. You, have you Mars bars. We've got chocolate bars. We've got crisps. You know, we've got coffee. Um, do you have any um, cans of mussels? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> I'd be like, we do have evacuation door there and you're going to go there if you ask for that again. Uh, fucking, I know, yeah. There's three jars of jam. Small, little, like them little... Single-use jars yeah, of jam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuff almonds. you can't even get a, a knife in. But can't, yeah, can't get a spoon in. Just fucking hits the yeah, edge. Yeah, it's pointless. There's some sweets. They had some dried plums and several bottles of wine. I'm pretty sure there's a few dried plums on there. We have some more dried plums in a bit. Yeah. So they rationed it as best as they could, but that's not going to... I mean, there's, you know, there's 28 people, something at this point, because five died on the first night. So it's not going to last long, is it? That amount of food. What would you be thinking? That, you know, <coughs> obviously well, you've had the major instant, right? You survived... Just say you're the one who isn't in. You've you're the one who may as well have not been on the plane and just turned up and gone. Is everyone all right? Because you're not hurt at all. Yeah. But you know, after the first night and five people, other people die. Obviously, the co-pilot was doomed. You know, I think everyone knew that. Even yeah. he didn't. He was going, kill me, kill me, basically. So you know, he um, you, he knew he was going to die. Yeah. The bastard. Sorry, but <laughs> I would have passed him his gun. Yeah, man. I would have. I'd be like, hang on, first of all, I'd be like, why have we got a gun? Where's this gun? Yeah, what is this? Why is there is a gun it, on board? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's, it's actually a secret um, um, weapons uh, <laughs> yeah. deal going on, they're using the plane. But um, uh, they, they, why did they not give him his gun? Because he clearly was going to die. Just, apparently they said they couldn't, they didn't want, they just couldn't do it. Yeah, but the geezer was probably oh, going, no, yeah. fucking hell! Well, you don't know what Like, my guts are hanging out. Yeah. This ain't, you know, this ain't comfortable, lads. And I'm wearing a shirt. I'm wearing a shirt, and it's mine minus fifty five. And I went two hundred and ten mile an hour head first into that thing there. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I suppose mean? like the ed- on the other side of the coin, it might you, what what could have happened is some lad might have just gone and got the gun out and gone, yeah, you're gonna die, you're gonna die, and just started going boom, yeah, boom, blasted boom, them, just did like, it. Oh my god, this yeah, is yeah. getting dangerous now. People are just shooting everyone. Well, they they figured with that amount of food because they thought, well, we're gonna ration it, but they reckoned for three to four days they'd be rescued. There would be a, some people arrive. They'd be fine. So you'd be hungry, but you should be cool. Only three or four days. Obviously, there's no animals. They've got a shooter, but there's nothing. There's nothing there. It's just snow and rocks. Just barren. So they saw a plane on day two and shot the plane down. (laughs) Shot (laughs) the plane down. (laughs) (laughs) They 100% like thought this is it. This is rescue. There's planes out on on day three, which is Sunday the fifteenth. Nando, the fellow who smashed up his head, he wakes up. And because he was put out in the cold, because he was dumped out in the cold, like the medics say, that the extreme cold that he, he was in, like enduring for them days, sort of you know helped protect his brain. The medics said that to treat somebody with traumatic brain injuries to the level that he had, they they bring they lower the brain's temperature. Yeah, they, they lower the body temperature and all sorts, don't they? So, but but not to minus thirty. Well, that's I know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, mean, I, I think they might have covered him up, but he, that's what that's what kept him going. The least they could have done. 
But when he woke up, the first thing they said to him is like, all right, mate, uh, we've crashed in the mountains. You've been in a coma for three days. And we just put you outside. Your, your skull's fractured. Your mum's dead. You're mortally wounded. And you might want to go and say goodbye to your sister because uh, she's on the way out as well, which is pretty fucking hardcore. It's not a good one to wake up to, is it? He, she died on day seven. Um, he reckoned it was, obviously, couldn't have been very nice for her, but particularly bad because she was bleeding internally. And she was really, really injured. Couldn't but even speak through pain at the end. Well, yeah, wouldn't surprise me. I wonder if Nando, um, um, reason why he obviously, I know this sounds morbid, it, he obviously fluked surviving the coma slash being out in minus 20 degrees and waking up and going, oh shit, my head's hurting, but I'm all right. But the fact is, mum was dead and his sister was obviously died four days after he woke up. Do you reckon that might have spurred him on to go, right, we're getting out of here. Yeah, dude. My mum's dead. My, my sister's dead. I'm not having this. Yeah, I'm dude. surviving this. Well, he's got his old yeah. man's, his, old, his dad's still out, you know, back in <coughs> civilization. He did. 100% yeah. he says that. So after midday, on, I think it was day three, they saw three more aeroplanes and one passed quite close and mm. it tilted its wings. And they so were it's like, like it's like it spotted us, yeah, like, yeah. like an acknowledgement sort of thing. And they were like, fucking party time. They've yeah. 100% seen us now and then they, they got stuck into the food. Because they're all hungry. Probably not a good idea. Yeah. Shouldn't have done that. Apparently, they they said, no, we'll ration the food. But a few people were like, nah, so fuck they, that. So they did like a Prince and Azeem, didn't they? <laughs> what do you mean? Basically, you oh, know, yeah. showboating. <laughs> going out again, yeah, you can't get me. And then, then he got done, didn't he, the once? Because yeah, he used yeah. to always win. He's going, yeah, showboating all the time. And that was the showboating part because they thought, yeah, we're going to be saved now. And someone just went, <laughs> just chinned him. And they went, oh, no one's going to save us. Yeah, no, they weren't. But like running out of food, like eating more than they should they thought it was bad but in the grand scheme of things it didn't really matter whether they get it all on day one or not yeah because shit was going to get bad like yeah they, if they rash it didn't matter if they rationed it or not because they were still going to do what they had to do you're going to run out of food <laughs> yeah you might as well just eat it all on one day and have a nice dinner so on day 10 they found a radio in the wreckage a dude called Roy Harley took them 10 days to find the radio yeah, they're mashed up man it's minus 30 they're all fucked up that would have been I'm, I'm I'm, I'm not saying they're dumb because they're clearly <laughs> clearly clever because of what they've done. But what I mean is, I would have looked for a radio because I know the one at the front would mash, but you'd think there'd be some other backup radio well, that, yeah. or something around. And, and you might be able to go, you know, Alpha well, Bravo, Bravo, Alpha Mounted 16, I don't know. Y- yeah. Just guess. But the thing is, it's everything's covered in snow and all banged up. Yeah, it's yeah. not like a, a orderly aeroplane. Well, I'll put the pictures in. It was, it was wrecked. I mean, it slid nearly a mile down the mountains. It's, it's going to take time to find shit, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Uh, so they found this radio, and Roy Harley, he got an antenna. He used a big, long piece of cable and made an antenna. He seems to know a bit, this lad does. And he, he made an antenna slung it out on the snow, and they were able to search and find the radio frequencies being used by the search and rescue teams. So fucking, they're on the ball, these fellas. thing is, they could listen, but they couldn't respond. <laughs> but it sounds that sounds promising. Because yeah, you're they're getting it. somewhere, but like, yeah, you can hear when they go, anyone seen that fucking <laughs> lead sledge yet? <laughs> yeah. Nah, it's been about five, ten days. Oh, well, so they've probably crashed. Yeah. Most of them have anyway. Well, they heard that the search had been called off. Ooh, and the, the, the passengers were presumed dead. And they even heard that they, the search was going to resume in the spring when the snow had melted and we'll go and, we'll go and find their bodies then. Oh, that's when Nando went, fuck this. Yes. Yeah, fuck man. this and I'm off. They knew it, mate. Proper bad situation. They're facing death by starvation, hypothermia. Yeah, they weren't going to survive that. Good. Basically, they had probably three months of, of carnage if if they were going to die. Yeah. Well, some of the survivors said, let's look on the bright side. Now, you're like, okay, how the fuck do you look on the bright side from that? But 
It's the it, bright side's death, isn't it? At that point. Well, <laughs> in a way, yeah. But yes, it is. It's going to get shit. But like they said, that the bright side. Look, now we know our situation with clarity. Yeah, oh yes, I suppose. I suppose. Yeah. So let's, got, let's go. Let's go for. I know this is going to. It's the same sort of situation. It's not, but it is as the Grenfell Tower thing, where they, yeah. you know, where the, the um the and the fire oil people, rig. yeah, the fire people and the oil rig, and they said stay in your building. We'll be there to save you, and it it, it was impossible. Well, you remember that guy? On, you remember that guy on the oil rig? He yeah, said you've got to know you've got to know your situation and get yeah, yourself yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. So, I suppose knowing your situation is is valuable, but it's hard to hear and grapple with, but it's fucking important. Yeah, you've got to know. If where you hear at. that though, you know that's basically um, you're on your your, your, um, your um, signal to do it yourself. Basically, yeah. that is you're fucked until spring. Yeah, <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean. And so they still might not even bother. They might not even find you. Do you know what I mean? You might mm. be gone forever. So it turns out the search and rescue was underway within an hour of the plane's disappearance. This is okay. t- 10 days early when they, yeah, they, yeah. they got the radio working and found out. On the first day, four Air Force recon planes were deployed. <coughs> now, they listened to the actual final messages coming from the pilot to, 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 re- to find the spot, roughly. Yeah, basically, yeah. On day two, 11 aircraft, 11 aircraft joined the search because um, they knew time was of the essence. Like yeah, they've yeah. gone down where Andy's fuck. They're they're fucked. Yeah. We've got to find We've got them, quick. them quick. Yeah, yeah. And one of the issues was the colour of the plane because it was white, and obviously the snow's white, and the search teams couldn't they just couldn't fucking see it. A white plane on a white background in the fucking mountains. Did they have yellow rugby balls? What they did is they painted the top of the um, the uh, well. They said they wrote SOS in like red lipstick or some shit or some makeup or something to try oh, and right. get. So say where they get the paint from. They should have. They should have painted the fucking top of the aircraft red with dead body blood. They should have done. And I'm serious. Yeah, just made a totem pole. So they could go. Hang <laughs> on, that's a strange thing. It's a 15, 15 meter high totem pole with dead bodies. So as as the rescues weren't gonna <coughs> like a human skewer. They 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 kind of had to, they knew what it meant when they were left alone. They knew what that meant. And as the days passed, they spoke about eating the bodies of the dead and they held a meeting in the wreckage of the plane and obviously you're not going to take a conversation like this lightly. So they'd gone by this point about three days without any food and there's no there's no prospect of any food turning up unless yeah. someone happens to fly over you. They tried to eat everything. They ate clothes, they ate leather, moisturiser, cream, the fucking suitcases, foam from the cushions, plastic, everything. They've been trying to eat everything. You know what I mean? Because starvation's an evil motherfucker. Yeah. Makes you do crazies. They kept their shit together, though. It's They really did. I bet you the bastards weren't eating their own chairs, though. You know, <laughs> yeah. I want to feel comfortable. <laughs> so, like, um, to think about what they had to discuss, man, in that wreckage. I mean, most people have never seen a dead person, let alone a friend mangled up, dead in the snow. Uh, yeah, it must have been horrible. But also, I don't think it would have been. Mm. The reason for this is because they've been in this situation for a while now. Um <sighs> They've gone through probably one of the most horrific things that anyone can go through. You know, I mean, there's loads of dead bodies. People have had their family members dead on the plane. They're still with them, sitting there with them, really, right? And the mum's lying outside, you know, could be just, they could see them every day or whatever. They, co- um, they did cover them up with snow. Yeah, but do you know what I mean? They're there and they're isolated. Um, I, I think it would have been a successful meeting. As, I mean, it's, I think it was obvious what was going to happen. Well, they reckon... And I don't think you'd be f- feel so morbid. I think... Because well, yeah. you've got to do it. Okay. If they if they went to Nando and went, mate, you're going to eat your mum. 
then that would be a different story. I'd be like, yeah. come on, mate, there's another fucking 20 dead bodies. Can I have one of them? No, 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 you got to eat your mom. I'd be, them, I'd be like, come on, lad, you're taking the piss. <laughs> they said that the survival instinct was so strong that they were in a completely different state of mind. And that day that they that they spoke about, actually five lads had been brought it up and they're like, you know, we're fucked here, you know what I mean? You're not going to get rescued. So a few people thought it was crazy. Um, like almost, I suppose that's almost like the denial of the situation. But like you say, it does make sense. I don't. I don't think I. I'd think it was crazy. Well, if you want to live, you're going to have yeah. to eat the bodies yeah. of these people. Yeah, it's yeah. as simple as that. If you, you don't, you're the, going to get. The eaten. meeting has a, a um, an agenda one, right? It was food, it's lackage of food, and how we're going to sort it. Agenda two is we're clearly not going to get fi- um, um, found because yeah. they're fucked off the search. So get what's out. the next plan? Agenda yeah. three. Um, just live just holy shit yeah, yeah. <laughs> we've just got to try and live so the decision like you say was easy apparently um, they knew that if they didn't start eating I mean they could go for a lot longer but once starvation sits, sets in and your body starts consuming itself you, you're not going to recover from that so they had to keep the symptoms of starvation at bay because you, weren't, you ain't going to go on a fucking expedition out if you're starving you're fucked, you mate. You know, you'd be you know weak. Weak, yeah. yeah. The most likely weak as fuck, anyway. But I know, mate. So, tool-wise, to get the job done, they only had a screwdriver and an axe on board. Oh, that's handy. At least they got an axe. So, <laughs> if they just had the screwdriver, they'd be pretty, um, <laughs> be pretty, pretty brutal, wouldn't it? It's, it's a horror movie now. You know what I mean? They made knives out of win- of window glass. They'd like smash that out and make that and the bodies are like we said were covered up in the snow after death I think it was just to sort of keep them l- close in the in the you know in the fortunate. hope that we could hand them over but uh, it was also just so you couldn't see them yeah um, and it's fortunate as well because obviously it keeps them sort of fresh I don't, I don't mean well at this point it's way, so cold yeah, yeah. So, so because they were buried it meant that you couldn't see who you were eating which I guess makes it easier so initially they or consume the the legs and and the buttocks. What they do is they uncover them from the snow and you know like doggy style, and uh, keep the rest of them preserved, and then just eat some ass, man. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. they just feel around in the snow, we essentially. Like a bit of until they find, oh, that's a face. Oh, other end. You know what I mean? <laughs> we like eating a bit of ass sometimes. So man, yeah. it, gets, it gets fucking bad, man. Roberto Canessa, he was the first person to do it. Um, you had to sort of show initiative, I think. People were just like, fucking, okay, we'll eat them. Go on then. No, you go first. No, you go. So he went out and he used some broken glass and he cut strips of flesh off the pilot and he laid them out on top of the... the yeah, I'd, I'd eat the pilot and the co-pilot first. why they first. chose him. <laughs> Straight away, you fucking prick. <laughs> this is your fault, you prick. <laughs> this is, <laughs> definitely. Fucking eat you. Yeah. No, it was It was because they didn't know him. That was why. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I would have been straight on. I would have clearly would have been the first people on the agenda. So he kind of like. Not yeah. because we didn't know him. We'd be like, those fuckers caused this. <laughs> they said we were landing soon. And they were fucking right. But we're about 18 miles away from where we meant to be. Fucking or wherever it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Miles and miles. We weren't even close, mate. In Morning a fucking mounting? How did they think that that was a runway close? <laughs> they couldn't see. That's why they, they descended out the clouds and they just got it so wrong. They were like, what the fuck? There's mountains here and we should be fucking past these. We should be miles away. And then they got like the... the they Boom! Got, they got like a fucking Vauxhall Nova of the plane world. <laughs> so it can't it can't accelerate back up. You know what I mean? It accelerates it to 1 to 60 in about <laughs> 10 minutes. So it's fucked as it's dropping. So... Oh. So, uh, Canessa, he, he at first... Um, sort of leading the way and uh, other lads joined in that f- a lot of people didn't they, they puked up they couldn't do um, I mean you can't blame them you know what I mean you'd be like this ain't fucking happening I'm eating people standing on the mountains 
But I would imagine that once you've done it once, the second time would probably be easier. A bit Moorish. Do you think? Do you think it was a psychological hurdle? Yeah, yeah. Probably it would have been when that. Once you've done it, it's all right. I think. Um, obviously, you got the the flight or fight going through your mind, and you, you're fighting because you're trying to survive. But it's not fi- something you do normally, is it? Going eat people. So I imagine the first, you know, bit and people jumping on it to start eating it is going to be tough to start with. But then after that, it's kind of like. Younger, yeah, a bit peckish. Yeah, <laughs> Come on, Liv. Gary's out there. You it's know what I mean? Da- Dave, sorry, Dave. We've gone through Dave. It's the co-pilot. <laughs> we want next. So, like, what one of the issues were that they that they encountered? A lot of the people on board were religious. In fact, I think they all were. They were uh, Catholics, and well, so wouldn't be after that. Well, some were worried that eating human flesh would result in eternal damnation. Like, isn't that what you're fucking in now, mate? I'd be like, do you know what? If you think that. Just get off my plane. <laughs> this is my plane now. <laughs> yeah, commandeer it. Go. Yeah. <clears throat> so Canessa, what he did is he said, "Look, man," he said, "Look, when you go to church on a Sunday, you eat that bread. Uh, you eat the bread biscuit thing, and uh, you drink the wine. I'm sure that's exactly what he said. The bread biscuit thing. Yeah, wine and, and the wine. Yeah, which is the body of Christ. He said so. It's so not Catholic, Catholics literally do believe. Some, I say, no, obviously, but so there are some people that actually believe that dum, that is. Dum, dum, dum. <laughs> so using this logic, he was saying, look, man, you're eating Jesus on a Sunday. You're eating his ass. Get stuck in. Yeah. There's, there's fucking loads, there's loads here. of ass here. <laughs> so um, that was it, man. And, and God knows right. everything, man. Bready biscuit and wine is he, Jesus. He, yeah. he's, God yeah. knows, he's the cunt that put you in this position. You know what I mean? Probably one of his strange tests. To be honest, though, if... I'm amazed that Jesus could actually be a person if he was man out of bready biscuits and, <laughs> and red wine. <laughs> yeah, Do you know well, what I mean? You know when he cut himself because he was a carpenter, wasn't he, or something? Or did like, it was something uh, like jam that, come out or something? Yeah, did, did like, like biscuit crumbs come out? And everyone's <laughs> going, fuck me, what, you're not, what well, the it, fuck is that? He oh, was made know. out of a rib, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, red wine and fucking bready biscuit crumbs pop out. It's like, <laughs> well, don't worry about that, lads. It's what strange disorder I've got. <laughs> Some of the, my mighty father gave it me, the one <laughs> in the sky. What? <laughs> Who's that? You don't know about my dad. He lives in the sky. Oh, sky he, he's one, uh, I'm, I'm, yeah, he's a sky wizard. And, you know, I'm made out of bread and wine. You go, you go. You're crazy. <laughs> Say that these days. Yeah, yeah. So initially, they ate the fatty parts first, like the high calorie, high energy bits, um, legs, and stomach, flesh, to try and keep themselves warm, just build build fat up. Um, but f- fat, like the parts of the, the human body they eat, don't contain many nutrients. And unfortunately, as time went by. And weeks turned into a month, and then the months, you know, turned into two months. They were forced to consume pretty much everything. Organs were initially discarded, um, but when your body's starving, it tells you what it needs, and I um, they ate them as well. I would have thought. Apparently, skin tastes like cheese. Nice. They ate the brain, mate, and one body oh, oh, allegedly oh, had its testicles missing. Oh yeah, <laughs> I was going to say. I wonder if anyone had any pork sausage, but um. No, <laughs> they must have. Must have. Imagine if that was the first thing they went for. The, uh, <laughs> yeah. The, what, was he, what was his name? Dave or whatever. Uh, no, Dave was the pilot. Who was the fellow who no, cut no, him no, up? Para- uh, what? Uh, Knessa. Yeah. The first person. He go, 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 yeah. He just goes. He goes. Except for go. Except <laughs> for just picking any part of the body. He just goes. Come on, Dave. Kegs down. He's like. Everyone's like. Well, what are you doing, son? Get get some food. <laughs> I'm right, warming his starting on his dick. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So they tried to dry the flesh out like human jerky meat, um, and in the end, that to eat everything, mate. They uh, they grated bones up. They did, did they, they intestines? Get they they were carrying chunks of human flesh back into the into the wreckage. I, I would have thought. Um, did they obviously at the insides and stuff? I'm guessing. 
everything. But well, I would have thought the insides were better, as in like well, they more, were. more um, uh, nutritious. Yeah, but it's got more stuff that you probably need. That's that's exactly what they said. The body right. told you that the part of the intestines, which were apparently very bitter, full of shit. <laughs> yeah, they would have had to get rid of that. Rinse it out. Wipe out the, uh, wipe out your shit pipe in the snow before you're yeah, in it. Can, oh. So the thing is, right as well, all the meat, all this human meat that they're being forced to eat, they have to eat it raw because lighting fires. Well, where the fuck are you going to get wood from? You know what I mean? Whatever they had is what they had. Yeah. They had nothing to burn. So imagine eating your dead friend's liver using a fucking broken glass, piece of broken glass out of an aeroplane. Said it it's tasted surreal, good it? though. Tasted good. Well, yeah, that's so I've heard. Do you reckon they ate their faces? Because um, it'd be more creepy if they've like, got like these skeletal remains of your friends. And just yeah. a head. With just a face staring up. A face and like the trachea. Yeah, I'd just be like, just fuck it, look, he's staring at me. Get his face eaten. Eat it now. <laughs> Some of the photos are terrifying, mate. You can see, I mean, I'll put these up on the social, like, bollocks. But you can see like a banged out plane. And the lads are sitting outside trying to smile. They're like having a whale of a time, actually. They're smiling at the cameras. And next to them... You can and see this like is what... Was this after they're being saved? Or? No, 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 no. They found a camera. So so they took this picture, right? They took loads. Well, yeah, yeah, obviously. But because um, you were saying earlier on. But I mean, the big picture with the group hug, you know, like a Champions League final. You've won the, the cup. You know what I mean? They're all sitting there, you know, with someone on their knees and someone standing <laughs> above them. Yeah. With a big smile on their face. Yeah, with no much. one knowing... No one's actually helping them. Mate, and if you, look in the, if you look in the background, yeah, that's what it's like. If you look in... The, when they're putting on a brave face. But you can see, like, a, a spine, a spinal cord completely picked like clean of meat next to a geezer you can also see like um people's feet and calves sticking out the snow like all purple and bluish colored sounds tasty allegedly they made a a human skull bowl as well hang on dharma this is getting a bit cultural this is a bit a bit cultural like, <laughs> a bit a bit like um no a cult sorry oh, like cult. where yeah 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 where people just like you know you, you've done something wrong we're just gonna have to like uh Make your arms <laughs> into some sort of like drumstick or something. Yeah, I know, mate. It's get, why don't you make a skin suit? Fucking head gain. It'll keep you warm. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's a good idea. Do you know what? It, it, that would that we, would keep you so warm. We had to make this skin suit to keep warm. You'd be like, you're staying in the fucking why mountains. They all, why have you all got your fannies on? Put the fannies on your face. <laughs> yeah. Well, we just, just like the smell. What, are, are they are they cunt ear warmers? <laughs> <laughs> are they literally ear muffs? <laughs> Literally, earmuffs. Yeah, we can only make a pair and a half because there's three women on yeah, board. Yeah. <laughs> we share these ones out. Earmuffs. <laughs> Literally, earmuffs. All right, then. Um, It'd be good because the slot in the middle, you'd be able to hear out of. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you could. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear, man. Descending into chaos. Let's get probably but another drink of coffee, I reckon. I think so. <laughs> but the thing, don't, before we go, yeah. Though, <laughs> could could there have been a bit of insanity kicking in on them? A little bit, maybe. If, if they're sitting there having a big smile and doing yeah. that. Because to be honest, course, whoever thought of that, to, whoever went, do you know what, lads, and ladies and lads, um, should we have a quick group fo- photo? I'd be like, Dave, Gary, whatever your name is, right, are you taking the piss? We're five days in, we've been eating our mates. <laughs> yeah. I'm not having a group photo. I'm not in the mood for it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I don't want any of that. I'm not having a group, I'm not in the mood for a group photo right now. <laughs> yeah. Maybe after. Fucking camera out my face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Save yeah. that picture till we get fucking rescued. Yeah, yeah. Not when we're chowing down on Barbara over there and I've got yeah. a fucking fanny on as an earmark. <laughs> Jesus. So, we need some zips on him. <laughs> keep him, keep him quiet. You know, you're like the one. <laughs> <laughs>
so we had an interesting coffee break slash conversation. Obviously, the ear muff muffs. Um, I think we need to invent them because we've yeah. been looking and it doesn't look like they've been invented. Vagina earmuffs don't exist. How is but that? I'm, that thing? I'm painting and copywriting them right now. Yeah. Yep. So that's done. Um, and also we've done some epic farts <laughs> that we could hear. Tom had the microphone on and I did one from the other side of the room. You could hear it. It was it's nice. Fucking brilliant. And then he popped one out on it and it oh, was good. fucking quality. Excellent. <laughs> can't be a bit of humour like that. No, you can't beat it. Yeah, but I mean, you were saying about the vagina earmuffs, they're really cool, because you can get like Afro ones, giant yeah. 70s bush ones. <laughs> so you could have like um, interchangeable uh, pubic wigs for it. <laughs> yeah, accessories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Brazilian. The Brazilian, yeah, yeah. <sighs> the one with the extra zip, obviously. <laughs> you can have, yeah, you can have <sighs> all sorts, couldn't you? <laughs> Shall we get back to our uh, our, uh, our madness? So which, is, which madness is this? <laughs> that's what I mean. Yeah. yeah. So the problem is right. They're they're sort of reasonably stable now. Yeah. They're um, you know, they're, they're eating food. But the problem is they're just sort of sitting there, doing nothing, trying to keep their strength up. Yeah. yeah. It, and and, the, and it's just going to run out, and then they're yeah. going to die anyway. They're so. running out of a supply of humans. You know what I mean? Yeah. So they they made actually made a pact with each other that said, look, if any of us die, it's cool to eat the body. You know what I mean? Everyone's like, yeah, okay, if I die... Makes sense. You know, you know that's real as fuck, though, isn't it? But you don't understand the situation. Uh, they also begin to make trips further up the mountains to like try and get a ba- better vantage point so they could sort of see outside the valley. It's <laughs> already <laughs> going. No, sorry, sorry, I'm just laughing at <laughs> So the problem is the environment was so extreme when they were trying to go out on these excursions at the mountains, they couldn't because the nighttime temperatures were so fucking cold. Yeah, yeah. They couldn't spend any sort of time out they had to get back to their shelter yeah traveling imagine, any distance yeah. I imagine they probably could do like 15 minutes or something out and then back in otherwise they're going to die yeah. yeah and like they were obviously altitude sickness dehydration snow blind they're malnourished it's fucking and the weather's getting worse as well and on day 15 it began snowing and continued to snow for three days solid so all they could do for that period of time was sit inside the wreckage of the plane not really going out unless they wanted to grab a leg off someone or have a piss in a ball or something. Yeah. Uh, on October the 29th, day 18, so with 27 passengers inside the hull still alive, they got fucked over again, big style. Because it's been snowing for three days. There's a massive build-up of snow further oh, at the no, moment. Yeah. avalanche. Yeah, man. Battered and big style. Hitting the middle of the night as well, of course, so you haven't even got daylight to try and survive by... I said it sounded like a, a herd of horses, like a <laughs> just running full blast at them, and then just went boom, and just hit the back of the hit. Actually, hit the part of the plane that was open, of course, yeah. that they'd built that suitcase wall in, and it just fucked all that inside. Like high pressure snow filled the cabin. It buried everybody in whatever position they happened to be in. So if you're doing that, you're fucking like that. If you're giving yourself a blowy, you're stuck like that. You know what I mean? It's uh, it's it's not very fucking good. Like agonising pain with no one to help you. Pretty pretty fuck. I mean, you'd be like, really? Yeah, you'd just be like, just kill me now. You'd be like, do you know what? We should have shared that pilot's handgun. Yeah. On the first day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Even everyone who's fine. <laughs> you just kill yourself. Yeah. Two dudes managed to wriggle out, not of the plane, but of the position that they were trapped in inside, and they tried to dig out and rescue as many of their friends as possible, but because yeah. there was no room. There's no room to move, mate. It's st- yeah, yeah. It's well, that you were saying, yeah, because obviously they were getting rid of bodies outside just to make room. I said um, it was gut-wrenching, mate, yeah. because they could hear. It's only two and a half metres. You could hear 
you know, like your friends like underneath the snow. They're there, man, but you can't get down to them. You know what I mean? And they were just suffocating. So they were scrambling around trying to find, just putting their hands in to find whoever they could. But the snow had filled the cabin right up to the top, just leaving a, a three-foot gap in like a tube, and that's all the space they had to move. So obviously, three foot at the top, that means everybody's at the fucking bottom. People were suffocating to death. Obviously, the pressure on their chest from yeah, the yeah, snow yeah. came oh, yeah. in. It forced the air out of people, and they couldn't, some, some blokes said it was like I had a, a fucking python around me. It pushed the air out, and I couldn't, I just couldn't breathe in. It was like I was casting con- concrete. Um, you know what I mean? It's, some people were pissing themselves and shitting themselves just because of the pressure, yeah. not through fear. Just like, it's forcing. Yeah, yeah, it's making you, making you piss and shit. It's fucking shocking, mate. So the air's running out because you've got this little gap and they're completely sealed in. Some guys who had their heads poking out were just saying, let's just fucking die. I've had enough now, yes. Look, even if we get out, where are we going? We've got, we got no, say no ship, yeah. no plane to go into now. It's yeah. kind of like all or nothing now. It's Is that where Nando went, fuck this? Well, Na- Nando found a pole and he, he was going, nope, I'm getting fucking out of here. And he was bashing against going upwards and found, went through the hull of the, um, of the, of the aircraft poked a hole out into the snow so they could breathe because it's pitch fucking black only got a little gap and um, Nando's so, he's Terminator man, Nando is not fucking about in this Nando, Nando would give fucking Bear Grylls a run for his money yeah fuck Bear Grylls he'd get eaten by Nando yeah, alive Bear just Grylls, fucking chew him he just sits, first. In a, sits in a hotel doesn't he and then just makes a little, comes out in the afternoon makes a wooden hut and goes yeah I'm living here and yeah. then goes back to his fucking holiday inn or whatever oh, fucking prick <laughs> he goes I'm in the middle of nowhere but I'm in Australia so yeah. you know where you are for a start. Behind the camera, there's a gazebo and there's fucking production yeah, crew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Barbecue. I'm on my own. So who's uh, videoing this? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So after the first avalanche, um, when Nando made this fucking hole, within an hour there was a second avalanche which completely buried the entire wreckage under snow. Just be like, come on, lads. Second avalanche. Yeah. I'd be like, fuck? do you know what I'd be doing? I'd be shouting through the pole. Right. After digging a hole, going, do you believe in God now? <laughs> I know, it's crazy, isn't it? And they were trapped inside that space, mate, in that tiny fucking three metre, two and a half metre wreckage with a three foot gap for three whole days in soaking wet clothes. They had to take it in turns to stand up in the only space available so they could jump up and down to stop themselves from freezing to death. To be fair, if I had that pole and it was hollow, I dug a hole out. First thing I do, because I do it on site, you know, with scaffolding poles. It's ones at the very end, like all the way down the other side of the, uh, the house, like you know, or building, whatever it is. I just go <laughs> like a bu- like an elephant. I'll be making elephant noises. <laughs> so, or I, I did I did a good one um, not too long ago. Um, one of the lads was on the ladders painting away, and it was like lower scaffolding. It didn't go all the way, but it went against this building. I went, hey, you prick! Right, right, like that, right. And he looked to his left, right, because I kind of whispered it through it, and obviously it travelled all the way across the building. It he does, was going, man. He's going. Looking round, going. This is a ghost there. I was going, hey, in you fucking prick. <laughs> he was just going, looking round, going, <laughs> looking to the left. And I was going, like, working, laughing. It was so funny. Oh. But I would definitely would be shouting, like, elephant noises and stuff. You may as well, by that point. <laughs> well, mate, it gets worse. You've got to enjoy yourself, mate, because they're trapped in this place now for, for three days. And obviously, there's no food in there, there's no water. And they're surrounded by recently dead friends. And they had no fucking choice but to eat the bodies. Of their mates, but in this time it got fucking proper bad because they knew who they were because they're just there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right by them. There was no sort of being discreet. Like I can't, I don't know who this is. Yeah, yeah. You know up. who they are because they sat on like plane like seat forty two. <laughs> yeah. Imagine finding somebody eating a dick in there. though. you're trapped in that little thing and you're like, 
That's what I mean. That's what I was saying about when they first go and strike for the dick for the first person. You'd be like, mate. Is your name Jeffrey Dahmer? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What the fuck? What are you doing, mate? Are we all right here? What's going on? I thought that was the best thing to eat. Mate, come the on. cock is the most nutritious part of the body. <laughs> and so are the balls. And then the face. <laughs> You'd be like, have we got a problem? Yeah, I'd be like... Um, Do you like my cunt earmuffs? We've still got... Yeah, 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 yeah. Have you still got that gun? I think he needs to go. <laughs> so after three days, they managed to get out. Um, but they said the snow was like concrete. It was compressed in that hard. And It'd be to ice up, wouldn't it? And just be like... Well, it was, yeah. yeah. It took them, it took them uh, eight days to clean the snow out because it would turn to ice. And they also found that their food... Uh, the, I say food. The other people that were putting the snow had been blasted away by the avalanche or, or just r- moved. Yeah, yeah. So, so don't know where they are anymore. So now they've got a diminished food supply. Um, but they did say that if it wasn't for that avalanche, they probably would have died on the mountain. It's, it's grim, but it gave them eight more bodies to consume when they reckon that was another one and a half months worth of food and it also kind of spurred them on every cloud day every cloud yeah yeah because everybody that was uninjured at this point were like we've got to get the fuck out of here well yeah you would be like by that point you'd be like sorry by that point you'd do what you need to do and then you'd just be like um We've been hit by two avalanches. We've been here. We've been fucked. We, we need to go now. We need to. I know it's it's life or death. Um, it's been like that for months, but this is the the, the um, critical point now. We need to go. Yeah, they did get pushed a little bit more by some more bad shit that went down. <coughs> what the fuck is going on in my throat, man? It's coffee. But first, I definitely would have made skin suits. Yeah, I would have made hand gloves. Hand gloves, yeah, definitely. You'd have to have the skin suit, wouldn't you? Yeah. <laughs> have you ever done wrapped yourself in toilet roll? <laughs> uh, no. I wrap myself in a. No, it I is the hottest material. Oh, I mean, surprised. one layer, one layer of toilet roll is all you need, and you could go out in minus fifty temperature. I swear, and you'd be sweating your bollocks off. That's all I need. Shit loads of bug roll. Maybe you shouldn't have been wiping their ass. You should have been kept in that, shouldn't they? Yep. Honestly, I put some around my ankle, right? Um. And because we were playing a mummy game, when you got mummy yourself up like really quickly, right? And um, you get other people to do it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, and um, and and I swear, you get hotter than the sun. Really? Yeah. In about four seconds, one minute you're fine, next minute you. Because you're using posh, multi-layered no, toilet paper. Aldi cheap stuff for it. Aldi's the bollocks, though. You get stuff. Is it their cheapest paper because we didn't want to spend loads of money on wrapping. People in fucking yeah. shit paper. You can yeah. use it afterwards. It's not like you're covering your shit. You can just... Nah. Yeah, I am. So, anyway, yeah. <laughs> the um, These expeditions out were, were on the cards, but people were kind of like... I suppose it was through fear. They were like, we, we've got to... We've got to wait, man. We don't have to fucking do this yet. That's crazy. Mm. But on October, on November the 15th, Aturo Noguera, Noguera, I believe his name. I told you I'm going to fuck him up. He died. Three days later, Raphael Echevarin, he died. They had um, real bad sort of leg injuries. Uh, you know, they got gangrene. And that's what took them out. Mm. And they lasted a month, though, in sheer terror. Pain as well, yeah. No, medica- no medication. Following them... Numa Takati died. He died of starvation. Now, fucking props to this fella. He was not going to eat. Like, you could just, like, there's no way I'm not eating people. That's what he was like. And oh, so he he was one person who just didn't eat anyone. He he weighed fifty five pounds when he died. You got to respect that man. Stuck to his guns. He Solid. stuck to his guns. But the problem is right because he didn't eat anyone, and he's dead now. He's yeah, not he much to eat either himself or everyone else. So yeah. there's a bit of the way it's a bit. Um, he's an selfish. appetizer. He's an appetizer, yeah. It's like a salad. And shit was getting real bad, though, because as they're progressing through 
time in regarding the length of time that they've been out there, it started to get warmer and snow started to melt, which caused issues regarding where the plane wreckage was. Because, you know, I said it was on th- snow. Yeah, yeah. It started to melt because they're walking around it. It kind of left it on, almost like on a pedestal. Yeah, and it started it to move yeah, yeah, yeah. and rock about. And they were, getting, they were going on expeditions further and further away, kind of testing themselves. Uh, they did one mini excursion out and they found the tail section of the aircraft um, I think it was like a month after the crash, about a mile away. They found uh, food on it, some chocolate bar. They found some brandy, fucking solid. Yeah, clothing. Need that, yeah, yeah. You could, well, yeah, man. Anything to make you forget. Um, batteries, c- cigarettes, and and a camera. Th- they were smoking apparently the whole way through this, from almost start to end. They had loads of fags, which helped because oh, yeah. it suppresses the appetite. Oh, right. And when I said loads of fags, I would imagine the Americans are going to get really fucking pissed off because you're not meant to say that word. But that is... That is our way of... Our cigarettes. Cigarette? Yeah. They were smoking some fags. They weren't killing homos. <laughs> they weren't killing... Yeah. They, were, they, were, they were eating people, but they weren't homos. Well, they might have been, but they were eating them, but they weren't shooting them. Yeah. They were smoking. They nearly shot one. Yeah, they were going He nearly have. shot himself. <laughs> but to be honest, I don't know if he was a, a fag. So they were smoking some cigarettes. Right. Not homosexual people. Fags. And... Um, they're also using the camera. As of course, like everyone don't they when they're on the plane they stock up with cigarettes. Even if they don't, they have they buy like seven hundred packs of cigarettes, don't they? Well, this is back in the day when they could smoke on the plane. Yeah, as and well. you could probably have you could probably have like a whole boot full of them yeah. instead of like being reduced down to a thousand. You, you could, could go on with twenty thousand cigarettes. You smoke no, you but I'm bu- I'm just buying them anyway because they're like four p instead of like eighteen grand. Oh yeah, sell them. You could fly through the sky in a tube and get a lighter out your pocket and start little fires in your hand and no one gave a fuck while you're 30,000 feet over the ocean. No one thought that was a dangerous thing. Yeah. Just, oh, I've dropped my fag on the floor. You, you what? Yeah, with your lighter fluid. So they use this camera that they found, like a time capsule, because they were like, if we don't survive, at least if we take pictures, people will see that we had a fucking good go. We tried, yeah. we were hard, and we gave it our best, but... And they also used the batteries to try and get the plane's cockpit radio to work. So instead of just h- hearing what's going on they were actually going to be able to sort of transmit yeah. um, but it was proper fucked up yeah. couldn't do nothing so they eventually decide to go on a big final expedition no choice Nando Prado like you say he was the he was the driving the driving force because <coughs> obviously his mom's dead his sister's dead he thinks his old man has lost his family yeah, he yeah. wants to get out for him and people were egging in to go they were like yeah man do it, but they weren't volunteering. I oh, said so they're like, you go, Nando. Yeah. I, I wonder if he was a bit of a dickhead. I don't and they just went, go on then, mate. They, he saved them, man. Do you yeah. know what I mean? In the end, though, you uh, know, when, you know when everyone, you know, the, everyone who that geezer who always is annoying, and he says he's going to do it. And go, go on, mate, go and do it. And you're thinking he's going to fail big time here, but it'd be funny. Yeah, maybe it was like that. But uh, no, I think um, he's a legend. He's a he's legend. A, he, he's the legend of the group, and they. So he was in a coma for three days outside in the snow. And now he's doing the maddest expedition ever in yeah. trainers through the mountains. To Woke save up you next lot. to loads of dead bodies. And like, you had the news his mum and sister, well, his mum's dead and his sister was about to die. And you've been in a massive plane crash. Deal with it. Oh, by the way, your brain's on your, uh, your skull's on your brain. Yeah. Literally okay. touching your brain. So in the end, Antonio Vizentin and uh, Roberto Canessa, they went, yeah, right, we'll go with you. And they were taking off work duties. Because uh, it was quite regular. I mean, they had some sort of structure to everything. To, yeah, yeah. To well, yeah, you need organisation. Yeah. So they were taken off that <coughs> to, so they could conserve their strength and they were given more rations, more meat, just try and build them up as much as they can. They kept putting the expedition off, probably through fear, uh, and also they were waiting for the weather to break, mm-hmm. get slightly warmer. Sounds brave, but they said they were, go- they were going on this expedition because, you know, they, 
they were going to die. They were terrified. And another problem was the nighttime temperatures were so cold that you would die if you was if you stayed out yeah, for so any you, period of time. So you basically got a day to to and then find somewhere a shelter of of, of a decent of, of proportion. What? Yeah, of exactly. What? You know what I mean? Yeah. So and what they to be did, honest, you need more people to keep to try and keep everyone warm. Yeah, don't you? exactly. Precisely. So they made a three man sleeping bag. So they're resourceful guys, man. I mean, if you weren't good with your hands, I think you would have died. What they did is they used aircraft insulation from a tail section. They they sewn it together using a makeshift needle and some copper wire as thread because mm. the insulation's fucking shit hot in it. Keeps yeah, the plane yeah. warm at minus sixty. Um, Clever practical dudes, and if it wasn't for that sleeping bag that they made, they proper fucking went over it like double stitching the lot. None of them would have got out. That yeah. was in- they realised. No, don't just make a blanket to keep you warm. That could be the key. This yeah. thing here could be the thing that this keeps is, you alive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's more important yep. than you think. Um, so two months after the crash on Tuesday, the twelfth of December, two fucking months, day sixty-one. The weather was getting slightly better and they a spring approach and they thought, fuck it, let's go. So Parado, Vizantine and Canessa, they gave we were given the warmest clothes. Um, for instance, um Nando Parado, he wore three pairs of jeans, three sweaters over like a polo shirt. He also had four pairs of socks on, wrapped in plastic bags to try and keep his feet dry. And all the lads had trainers on. You know what I mean? And like warriors. Like warriors, they filled a few pairs of so- like dirty ass socks with human meat. To so the yeah, to eat. Like the worst day, like it's the worst pack lunch ever in it. You know what I mean? What have you got there, mate? Skin and intestines. Mm. I got eyeballs. Oh. Gar- Gary got the cock. <laughs> they took what? <laughs> just yeah, just, just four, bag of dicks. four cocks. <laughs> <laughs> I've just got a bag of dicks, mate. And a tit. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, yeah, man, it's are they I mean, to eat? No. <laughs> <laughs> didn't Nando? Did isn't he like open a chicken restaurant when he got back? Old Nando's. So yeah, got the inspiration. They took enough food for three days because that's how, thought, how long they thought it was going to take to get out. And because if you remember, the pilot said he'd, we'd pass Curico for some reason, probably desperation. They thought that they only had to scale one mountain immediately to the west, which they thought would take a single day. Yeah. And past that, when they get to the top, you'd, they thought they'd see the green grass of like Chile and it'd be fucking, there we are. Yeah, yeah. We're fucking home. Um, said it was hard going. Um, if they knew how hard it was, probably wouldn't have bothered doing it in the first place. And before he left, Nando said that to the rest of the crew, he said, look, man, if you need to, you can eat my mum, then you can eat my sister. Because they'd left them be at that point. Yeah. But if it gets real, more real than it is, fucking chow down, man. Yeah, yeah. Make yourself a pair of uh, cunt earmuffs. <laughs> Keep you warm. So on that first day out, um, I think Canessa said he was quite excited and optimistic. Um, I suppose you would be, because it's kind of like, you haven't really ventured anywhere and you've got to it's kind of like last resort and you just got to go oh yeah I'm, I'm, we need to do it so I'm happy yeah well, Canessa said the first night that they spent out like <coughs> proper outside and they were they sheltered next to a rock because there's nowhere to fuck and next to a drop you know, on yeah. a fucking mountain and they were drinking some brandy and he said it was alright man and the moon was out he's drinking brandy he said we're fucking freezing he said but three it was lads the, he said bottle it was, of brandy yeah he said it was good, though, because it was the beginning of the end, regardless of whether they were yeah, yeah. victorious. All, all or nothing, isn't it, really, now? That's, that's it. it. It's going to end yeah, yeah. on this mission, so fuck it. It gave them a light, you know what I mean? Yeah. So for three days, though, this is how slow going it was. They were visible to the survivors back at the wreckage, trying to climb one fucking mountain. Gary, Dave and John, they're getting fucking hammered. <laughs> yeah. That's why it took them three days. When he got there, they're going to... Brandy on the rock, fucking, fucking <laughs> the bottles off. <laughs> yeah. 
What was that noise? Oh, same fucking around with the brandy again. <laughs> on day two, uh, Robert... Gary, come on, mate. You need to get a bit <laughs> further than that. It's third day in you. <laughs> I, bet, I bet they could talk to him. Probably, yeah. Because it's quiet. You know what I mean? Couldn't have been going that far. But on anyway, day two, Canessa says he f- he um he saw what he thought was a road when they were peaking this this first mountain. Mm. And then they argued about it like fuck. He's saying, look, that's a road, definitely a road. Prado's going, nah, man, that's not a road. Byzantine's going, nah, that's not a road either, mate. We've got to stick to our guns. We've got to stick to the plan. Let's keep trucking west. Let's get up over this ridge because when you get to the top of that fucker, we'll see Chile. It turns out it actually was a road. It was. It was a road, and they were only eighteen miles away from an abandoned hotel. But they don't fucking know that. Yeah. And they got of course they don't. You know what I mean? When they finally get to the top of the first mountain, they was expecting to see, you know what I mean, lush green, ve- nothing, mate. It was just more mountains, horizon to horizon. <sighs> I know, yeah. Imagine how gutted you feel. They realised they were in the middle of it then. They weren't on the edge. Yeah, you're just like, oh my God. Hmm. I know. It's bad, isn't it? Do you see what I would have done is took a sheet of metal up so when you got to something, oh, for fuck's sake, and just sledge down. Right, Byzantine did because what happened was they saw two mountain peaks in the distance that didn't have snow on them. Yeah. And they were like, okay, we're going to fucking head to them. But they were fucking miles away yeah, because yeah. they didn't have snow. They were, they reckon it was a low altitude. Yeah. And they could even see the sea behind it, but the sea was like 80 miles away or something. So they were like, well, we're going there then. It's going to take, we were a lot further away than we thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Perception's so, mental, in it? Yeah. yeah, so they said to Byzantine, give us, your, give us your fucking sock of meat and give us all your warm clothes and you can he- you head back and us two will carry on because it's a further distance. We can tra- travel. We'll get we'll cover it further because yeah, yeah, yeah. we've got more food. And he actually did use a bit of metal and fucking bomb down the side of the mountain to get back to the uh, the wreckage. You might as well. You know, <laughs> you know what, what I mean? mean? So, uh, yeah, Nando, like we say, he was helping because he didn't want his sister and his mum to be eaten. Um, a few days later, they eventually passed through the, the snow line whilst trekking out towards these two peaks. That's you know, where the snow disappears and they start to see just dirt, basically. Yeah. Um, problem was, it was getting slightly warmer because there's no snow and their socks of human flesh and organs yeah. are starting to it's rot. Rough, yeah, yeah. So they had to fuck off that meat, dump it. Um, when they found streams and then and vegetation, they were like, we'll just eat that instead. There's got to be fucking better eating moss than, you know, yeah, yeah. the person that died two months ago. Yeah, yeah. And this obviously that's uplifting because they're seeing water and stuff. Follow that water down. Environment is changing absolutely. Mm. Yeah, they began to spot cows with bow- bells around their necks. You know what I mean? I would have killed one of them motherfuckers the first time I seen it. It would have been dead. I'd have been like a cow assassin, drinking its blood. <laughs> I'd have had a cow suit on. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking, he'd have been dead as fuck. Now, um, Robert Cassena, he gets the shits bad, proper bad around this time. This is towards the end of the expedition. Uh, dysentery. So he's like in a real bad way. He needs medical attention. Yeah, it's probably from all that rotten flesh because it probably, was, yeah. you know what I mean, bacteria. He's losing strength and weight, and he needs medical attention. Quick, smart. Day nine, day nine into their expedition out, and they mm. only took a couple of socks of food. They were making a fire, getting ready to bed down for the night. Um, and Casena, he spotted three men on the other side of a river, riding a horse or three horses, as it was. Um, the relief there. Fucking hell. So they shouted across to get their attention. And I guess because, like, the river was wide, they couldn't hear what what they were saying. They were just doing hand gestures. So they wrote a note and tied it to a rock and then just fucked it over the river. That's the only way they could get across. And this is what it said. It says, I come from a plain that fell in the mountains. I'm Uruguayan. 
I uh, we have been walking for ten days. I have wounded friends up there in the plane. There are still fourteen injured people. We have to get out from here quickly. We don't know where we are and we don't know how. We don't have any food. We are weak. When are you going to come fetch us, please? We cannot even walk. Where are we? SOS. Now one of the fellas on the other side, he read it, Sergio Catalan. He was like, what? Looked across, like double take, and he was like, he just shouted, tomorrow. Tomorrow, mate, we'll come and get you. And so then they, they threw some bread and some cheese across to them. Yeah, yeah. So now they know. As long as you don't die tonight, you fucking you know what I mean. Yeah, the yeah. wolf gets you'll you. You'll be, you'll be fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something you know. We're in. So when the um when Sergio what was his name Sergio yeah Sergio Casan when he was heading back towards like getting some help yeah, yeah. raising the alarm he saw another man another geezer on a on a horse on the other side of the river their side. And he flagged him down. He's gone, mate, go down that way. There's some geezers that are fucked up proper and they need some help. Um, so he went, that guy went back down and they kind of like attacked it from both angles. Yeah, one yeah. was raising the, the alarm. alarm. The other one was keep sort of keeping them uh, entertained in a way. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I don't mean like doing a, like doing a, a dance. show. Doing a puppet dance. Show across Singing the to them. Yeah, yeah. What the fuck? Yeah, but just keep them reassured. Yeah. It, it took Sergio Catalan 10 hours on horseback <laughs> to get, that's how remote they are. <clears throat> so he's bombing. Drum, drum, drum. 10 hours. So on Thursday, the 21st of December, Parada and, and uh, Canessa were brought to a village on horseback by that geezer. They were given food and medical like treatment. They were checked out. They'd, they'd lost over half their body weight like since the crash. And they didn't want to rest because they knew their mates were still up there. The following day, which was the 22nd of December, 72, two helicopters headed um, through the Andes Mountains to the crash site. And Parado actually went with them like a guide and they were like no fucking way because he was like going go over that go over this go yeah, over yeah. that and they're it's going like, you're not off, gonna f- yeah you're not gonna yeah they're like, you're wrong you, you've made a mistake there's no way it turns out they've gone something like 40 miles on foot with a bag of like a sock full of flesh Fuck. and the pilot were like this is impossible yeah you in trainers nah um but anyway yeah they did and because of the altitude the helicopters couldn't take off with all of the survivors on yeah, yeah. so they had to come back the next day to, to pick the rest of them up and they left some rescuers there to so I think keep, f- yeah. there's four left four guys left over you know what I mean so that's been one one night on rescuers there. with Mars bars and yeah. whatnot. yeah whatever man you're alright now I would have brought them about 18 cans of special brew <laughs> yeah 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 I would have gone lads look I know you're the last ones here um, you might see that going before you it's your last day have a party I'm here don't worry, you're not going to die. <laughs> you wouldn't care at that point. You'd be like, one night. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, you wouldn't, would you? You'd no. be like, you lot go first. It's fine. Fucking don't worry. We're, we're getting out, man. Yeah, yeah. So the rescue teams began to realise that some next level shit had been going down when they were looking around. And and the bodies like, being eaten. Yeah, well, they were like like eaten. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. chomps out of them, you know what I mean? F- there were 15 skeletal remains, like completely. They were just skeletons. People had just been chomping on it, except for their faces. <laughs> I don't know if it was their faces or not. I hope so. Uh, yeah. Well, if they didn't eat their faces, that's understandable, but it makes it look really creepy. But if they did eat their faces... No, what, really I'd want them, what I'd want them to eat them all and leave the head right and like the, that part of the neck. But I also would like them to take their eyes out and put it in their mouths. Just for just to really fucking confuse them. Yeah, what's happened here? Yeah. Y- the plane know. landed intact. We blew it up and then just killed everybody and made it look like a crash because <laughs> we wanted to go on a cannibalism binge. <laughs> yeah. So the survivors were all brought back to a hospital, obviously giving checks out, and um, 16 people survived. This was a massive deal in the press. Mm. 72 fucking days. And they wanted to know how long, how did they survive out there? 
without any food. Um, pictures were emerging in the newspapers of partially eaten legs, causing rumours ar- around the country and the world that they'd actually killed people in order to consume them. Um, this obviously is not the case. No. And they they didn't they clearly, when they looked at the crash scene, anyone who's got any intelligence would know that quite a lot of people probably died instantly. Yeah. So, well, they didn't. They didn't. And they'd be able to tell by the bodies. I know they're frozen and all that, but they'd be able to tell if they've been there for ages or whatnot. Well, they didn't so. want to. They didn't even want to talk about the kind of. They were going to let people know, but they're like, let's just. But they had to, I suppose, reluctantly hold a press conference because it was in the news. And like, oh, we're going to have to fucking tell you now. Well, yeah. Well, they got to, but they shouldn't be ashamed of it. Or no, I know, I know, it's a horrible thing for people's families who've had the their bodies eaten. But if if I um, was, you got to do what you got to do. Part of a family that one of them died, and the other ones had to eat my mom, my dad, you, Maria, any kids, you know, what I mean that are mine or anything like that. I'd go. Do you know what? If they were dead already, got to um, do what you I do. know it's horrible and I know it's really bad, but you had to do it to survive. So you'd have to try and accept it. Well, the press were like uh, when they um, sort of announced that they were like, "Oh, that's cool." And the friends and the families who have a lot of victims who eat, and they were like, "That's cool." And then they use the analogy of you know eating the the, the bread and drinking the wine that's supposed to be Christ's body, and then everybody was like, "Yeah, all right, yeah." You yeah, got because it's a highly do. religious country, isn't it? Well, and so that works, yeah. And that was it, mate. They s- they still meet up now, apparently. Well, you would do, wouldn't you? Like yeah. once a year. Lump, I think one of them died last year, but it's fucking lo- crazy. Yeah. Do they have a cannibal eat-off every year? <laughs> well, it wasn't. Ca- it's not cannibalism because they didn't kill them. It's something no. else. I can't remember what it is. Uh, yeah, cannibalism's the um, is the um, um, uh, of killing them to eat them, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, that's cannibalism. The, the killing part is part of it. This is survival food. Yeah, of the most extreme order. <laughs> yeah, they don't. They done well. Put it that way. It's a bit of a no-brainer. You've got to. You gotta do what you gotta do. Horrific, um, horrific. It must have been, but I imagine after after four or five days, it probably wasn't horrific. I mean, because you're in that situation, you've kind of had to get a grip of it. You probably have moments where you you start going, "Oh my, I can't believe we're here," but then um, you, you you just get over it and carry on because you gotta. Yeah, you gotta. I would imagine there's a lot of like PTSD when you get back. And you're like, oh my fucking god, remember that flashback when you were tucking in, like cutting into someone's abdomen and pulling out their fucking liver. Yeah. But I suppose at the time you just sort of compartmentalise it, and your brain says, forget about this. The actual act of doing it, you've got to put that to the side because mm. you're doing it. You have to do it to live. The more you contemplate what you're actually doing, the worse it's going to be. People forget people, about it. Yeah, people aren't looking at you in a bad way because of it. You know what I mean? Because they, they acknowledge the situation that you're in and it wasn't just like one person there was loads of people doing it as well you know what I mean it's, you well, know it's, what I mean? it's w- if they made a human I mean I don't know whether they did but if they made a human skull centipede bowl then I'm starting to get a bit concerned raw meat out of a fucking out of someone's head you don't yeah, need to do that it's turning into a bit of a cult isn't it yeah you want to make some fucking decorations as well you know Might what I mean as well <laughs> some drumsticks so, like I say, there's loads to this, as you could imagine. 72 fucking days. We've just got to breathe through, and it's been an hour and a half. Yeah. So, yeah, it's... um. There's loads of, of like, tangent and storylines that we've not covered. But, yeah, if you like it, get involved. Yeah, have a, have a look, you know what I mean? Maybe watch a documentary as well. You yeah, there's one called I am, I, I'm Alive, right? or I Survived, or something like that's a good one. Then The Film Alive, which yeah. is pretty accurate, apparently. Oh, is it? Yeah, it's... it's 
I, I watched bits and pieces of it. I don't. I didn't watch it all, but it's pretty um, accurate, except for the part that they killed everyone in it. Well, in regards, yeah, to yeah, it's all accurate. Yeah, they all died before. In regards to like, um, <coughs> you know, events that occur in yeah, it, yeah. they don't just go. And this is where the fucking yeti came down the mountain, and you know, what I mean, yeah. it, it's it the is Hollywoodness kicking in. Yeah, it is. They've stuck. Tom to Cruise comes down. <laughs> yeah, Mission Impossible style. <laughs> fucking UFO a, night. Yeah, <laughs> what? Yeah, nah. <laughs> so that's that. Yeah, man, that's good. That was that was um interestingly uh you know it's just crazy that that shit can happen if it happens I and mean, yeah, probably does. someone sitting there right now somewhere go in the mountain go can't believe my plane's crashed I've just met my wife or something or you know what I mean <laughs> and probably is in the same situation right now well like some of the ocean ones are t- oh, I mean fucking hell getting stranded in the ocean ocean's got to be worse because well, there's well, nothing it's, yeah you know what I mean you can't drink the water. Well, that's what made me think. I was looking at, like, maybe c- doing... Well, we'll probably will cover one of them, but... Just fucking... You need to invent... Hours and hours of being at ocean, innit? Yeah, yeah. Woke up, it was blue sky, and it was blue water, yeah, fish eye. Yeah, I found... Repeat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, basically. That's what it'd be, wouldn't it? Till we got fined. Yeah. yeah. I had a shit once, and then... Um, because we had no food, I didn't shit again. <laughs> <laughs> basically, that's what it'd be like, wouldn't it? Right then. Yeah, until next week then. Yeah, till next week, everyone. See you later. See you later.